Hey everyone, it's episode number eight of the Teal, a Kansas City Current podcast. We're back. I'm Cindy Lada, and with me, as usual, is my friend, Jenna. Hey Jenna, how are you? I am well. I, yeah, we're here. Um, I am home for a hot second before I take off again, so it's good. Mm, the teacher life, just traveling and sleeping in and partying and for two months so i gotta live it up (laughs) you mean you should but you should um yeah jenna it's our monthly episode it appears like we record monthly now (laughs) yeah (laughs) you would think maybe summer would be easier to record but it is not so it is not jenna's always jenna's always traveling and i just i'm like i i what am i gonna do with my if my podcast buddy's out of town i can't record by myself yeah, you know. It's all right. It's all right. But um, uh, plenty to catch up on here. We got three games to kind of cover. And then um, we are in a World Cup break, kind of. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, um, the players are for sure off. Well, they have been like this last week. And then we've got the Challenge Cup games. So. Yeah. yeah. So. We've been on a World Cup break too, so you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are we are here to talk about some current games, just um, what happens after this, and then some news. We're going to talk a little bit about the World Cup since it's happening this week. Exciting, exciting, and then preview a little bit the Challenge Cup game against Houston, which will be in Kansas City on Saturday evening. All right. So since the last podcast, I think you and I were super hopeful that this would be things would start turning around because a lot of the teams that we're facing were losing players, at least Portland, but yeah. at least up till now. They were losing players that were off in the World Cup. Um, so that kind of happened a little bit, especially against Portland. We got to see a very different side of Portland that the current aren't hadn't faced. That's why I think that gave them the advantage. Got the win. Anyway. Um, so since that po- last podcast, the current are two and one. So two wins, one loss. We had that June 24th win at Orlando Pride. Goes by Dabinia and Cece Kaiser. And then July 1st, continue the road on the road at Portland. They got their first ever club win against the Thorns with a Michelle Cooper PK goal. Woo-woo! Uh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was definitely exciting. They beat the Thorns, the Mighty Thorns. Um, I didn't get to watch that game, but um, I followed a lot of the highlights and reels. Um, reels, you know, highlights stuff. Um, yeah, Jenna, did you see anything significant from that game? I can't remember if you watched it. I all of the games have really blurred together at this point, so I'm not 100% sure which ones I saw <laughs> when um, since we last recorded. But um, I I think I just caught the highlights or just the end of that one because um, I don't remember getting to see the penalty. But um, I mean, it always feels good to beat the Thorns, especially with the tear that they have been on at the start of this season. Um, obviously, them not having Sophia Smith is a big difference um 
and a lot of the other players that were out at that point. So it might have been a little bit of a sneaky win, but it's in the win column, and that is what matters. So Yeah. Hey, a win's a win. And the current definitely time for, like, the youth, the younger players to step it up a little bit, and I think they did fairly well against Portland, um, at least from what I saw. So that was cool. So the current, our world is two-point winning streak. It appeared like the current were working towards turning their 2023 season around, which we've been talking about, hoping for. They picked up those two significant victories, putting them just five points away from sixth place, which is kind of where you want to be for the playoffs. I mean, if the season were to end, you want to be like sixth place or above. Um, obviously not sixth place because then that puts you facing like, you know, obviously you want to climb up this up, climb up the, the standing. So by this point, they had won four of their past six matches before facing racing Louisville on Friday, July 7th. But um not that streak ended in Louisville, losing two to one, snapped that two game road win streak. But f- apart from that, th- the game just exposed a lot of issues for the current. So the current took the lead pretty early on a PK call, just a handball, controversial, you know, VAR confirmed it, I believe, I think. But and then those one zero, and then after that, it was all racing Louisville. There were so many issues that we got that we got to see. Possession, attack wise, they just couldn't connect passes, defending, basically all around was just not working. It just this team looked just very unprepared for Louisville. And for some reason they tend to struggle against Louisville. I don't I think we've talked about this before, but man Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I don't get it. It's like they can't shake off racing Louisville. Like every time they face them, it's it's bad. <laughs> well, and of all the three games that you know we went through, I that would have been one that I maybe would have put in a little bit more of a solid possible win column. And having had the lead and then losing it, that just really it hurts. Yeah. So um, this was the first game without Dabinia. She's off to the World Cup. Um, Vanessa DiVernardo didn't play either. She, I believe, missed the, this game for sure, and then the one against Portland with a concussion. Hopefully, she'll come back soon. And then um, no Haley Mace either. And then Cece Kaiser went down with an ankle injury in the first half after a really bad tackle, and it just did not look good. So, it, it, yeah. Jenna, what, what is going on with the current? I mean, we're highlighting all those things we just talked yeah, about. Yeah, I don't know. It's so frustrating to, like, if you go back to, you know, beginning of March and looking at how the rosters had kind of filled out for all the teams and seeing all of the names that Casey had brought in and all of the hype around the players and the new stadium and all all of it was it was a really good feeling to start the season. Um And then all of the news of the injuries coming in and kind of seeing we've got all these strong names, but players are out. Um, It just, yeah, we can't seem to shake the injury bug. Um, It just seems like we get somebody back or close to back and then somebody else goes down. Um, And it just makes a big difference. And we don't have, I mean, the, the players are 
doing well at stepping up, but there's we don't have the right players to step up. I think we ended up in this uh, racing game um, pretty much out of available people to sub in and needing a striker and not having any to sub in at that point. And so it was just an odd, like, everything has... All of the dominoes have fallen in the wrong time. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it just, yeah. Um, so, it. I mean, Loera did come back. Um, she's been out for a long while with um, a surgery. And so she did come back just a little bit. But I feel like we just have had so much of that. And uh, the players are, I think, out of sync and... Um, the coaching stuff. I know we've talked about that before too, but the coaching mm-hmm. stuff factors into it. Um, Labanta being out, she is like the energy mm-hmm. of the team as well. Um, and they haven't really said much about her injury, but she's had a brace on her knee for a while, um, which is a little concerning to know mm-hmm. what's going on there. Uh, so I just feel like it's just, yeah, the season that could have been. I don't know that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, the season that could have been. That's so true. Um, it's just so much hope, so much hype for 2023 and how this was the current went out and got some really good players to to build, build off, build from what they did in 2022, which was really, you know, cool to see, just to see um, – a, a head coach who had never really coached in the NWSL to really come and, you know, talk about playing identity and, and building up these younger players. And, and then it just, you know, and then off season, they get Dabinia, DiBernardo and, and we're expecting big things. And then season starts and injury list looks like a starting 11 and it just doesn't get well from there. Bad start Potter goes and you're just like, okay and then you're thinking you're hoping they're gonna be able to duplicate what they did in 2022 it's like turning the season around and it's just not happening um this late into the season and so i mean i think this this was probably the most just like really like there's there's been games where like okay the current can win this game and then they can do it well and they lost because oh but man watching this game there was just it just looked there was just so many issues um stats wise stats wise the current produced six shots two on goal louisville had 27 shots 10 on goal so even just like <laughs> the 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 difference there of of how outplayed the current where were um yeah so that game aside now heading into pretty much like the last ish stretch of I think once you get to August you're like we're in the kind of like reaching that last stretch where either things are going to start happening or teams are kind of just like let's just start focus- focusing on the next season so um is the current season over there's seven games in the left in the regular season current are 5 10 and 0 and they're back to the bottom of the standings. Jenna, is the season pretty much over for the current? I really like to try to be optimistic, but um, they would have to go on 
quite the post-World Cup tear uh, and get they'd have to win all seven of those games to have a chance at like the last playoff spot, which you just need into the playoffs. It doesn't really matter what spot you get. You just need in. Um, But looking at point wise, they have 15 now. If they got all seven, they'd have 36. Um, I think I looked last time and Chicago had made it last year with 33 points into the playoffs, but uh, the top of the table is so crazy and so tight that it would be a miracle if they do make it into the playoffs at this point, I think. So, yeah, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. best outlook I can come up with. <laughs> yeah, and they have – so basically all of August uh, – I'm sorry, the rest of July – up until the first week of August because of that World Cup um, break that we're kind of on from the regular season. There is um, – it's all Challenge Cup games from, from here until the first week, last mid, mid, mid-August. So they'll return to regular season play August 18th, and that is a home game against O.L. Reign, who is – you know, Rain are right now. They are, of course, one of the top teams, number four. Um, and then after that, they get Houston away, which they've had some success against Houston. And then they come back, they face Angel City. Angel City's kind of like on that um, struggle bus a little bit too as well. But they have a new like interim coach who's kind of helping them out a little bit. And then San Diego, which... Top team too. Um, well, sixth place, but you know, they're usually they'll have Alex Morgan back and stuff, and other World Cup players back. Then the Washington Spirit, which is top team, Red Stars, Gotham. So you can't ever say an NWSL game is an easy game. There's no such thing. But definitely, they have some rough, tough games coming up against some of these good quality teams. So, um, yeah, I like you said. If they would have to do a lot for them to – there's basically one to two losses is pretty much going to be, like, a dagger. They pretty much need to get every single point they possibly can, and I think anything short than three points is not good enough um, and won't be good enough for sure. So, yeah, not not the season everyone was hoping for and very disappointing season. I think when we look back to 2023, it's going to be like – Ooh, that was a disappointing one, especially after all the hype off the off from the off season. So, next question to really think about is it is it time to find a new head coach? Um, no disrespect to um, Wayboom, but I think it is time for the current to find a permanent head coach. I think the task is a little bit too big. I've said in the past that I was hoping that she would succeed, and I still wish that she would. But I just think. It's it's too much of an undertaking right now for um, for for Waybloom. Um, so, Jenna, is it time to find a new head coach? Yes, it's not working. <laughs> yeah, they need a reset uh, just for the players, for everybody's mindset, perspectives. They just need they need a do over. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know who that is that comes in to coach. Um, 
but they really need to restart because having this again um, in 2024, it's not, we can't, we can't do this again. I can't do this again. (laughs) (laughs) We just can't. We can't take the, we can't take the heartbreak anymore. No. No. Um, yeah, I have a theory. Hot. I have a theory. I could be totally wrong, but I think, I think the nest, the reason why there hasn't been a head coach named or announced or even trying is I think it's going to be Vladko Andonovsky, um, either after the World Cup or before the 2024 season or like, you know, off season. That's my theory. I could totally be wrong, but I'm going to call it. He's very invested in Kansas City. Um, he lives in Kansas City. Um, I think he's at Kansas City Games majority of the time. So that is my – so the draw is there. If his time with the national team, regardless of how the team does, you know, because, like, the national teams like to shake things up, especially if the, like, the U.S. does not win the World Cup, I could see it happening for sure. Oh, 100%. That if they don't win the World Cup, he's definitely done mm-hmm, with the national mm-hmm. team. If they do – I could still see him deciding that that run was good and um, because there's been ups and downs and um, people for and against and there's always going to be because we all have opinions, but, um, but I I think I could see it either way for sure if they don't win, which I hope they do win, but, um, but yeah, so I, I would be for that. I would be okay with that. Um, He's a he's a good culture building coach. He has really good relationships with players. Um, he hasn't run a three back, right? Is that? <laughs> I don't think so. No. Okay, I would really like a four back, and that kind of goes into a little later when we talk about some players. But I just think it it we, we need it. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I'd be cool. Let's let's do it. Let's we do make it. the decisions around here, right? Let's do For it. For sure. Sure. Hey, I remember I had I had this feeling, this hunch that Utah was going to name Amy Rodriguez as their new head coach, and I was pretty right on that. And before it was like announced, and before like I heard anything, so yeah, you did, you called it. Let's go yeah. two for two. Mm-hmm. And you know, Blacko has been very successful in Kansas City, so round two with probably a lot more, way thousand times better support and stuff happening, but. Yeah. Anyway, hot take, theory, prediction. That's all I got. That's all I got on that. The only uh, thing I don't like about that is then we have to wait. But I, we're going to have to wait anyway. There's only seven games in the regular season. So that's true. That's true. That's I'd true. rather wait for him than do a rush decision on something else. So, yeah, that's all I got. That's all we got. Um, which last year we were like, oh, so exciting. We could go to the NWSL Championship and go to D.C. But neither of us went. But have they announced where the NWSL Championship would be? They have not. Um, they've said it's going to be soon, that they were looking at proposals. But there hasn't been any indication yet. So we're still really struggling to get schedules out <laughs> in time. I know. It's like, hmm. The, the perfect world of NWSL is we get everything ahead of time and we know where things are happening a month before anything happens. So um, that's in a perfect world. We're not in a perfect world in the NWSL. Um, 
All right, so notable, notable club moments or that have been happening lately. Um, A.D. French started again. She regained her spot. I don't know if it was just because there was a huge monumental uh, milestone to come to, you know, she was close to, but she now has 400, well, she recorded her 400 career save against Lu- in, the, in, in the Louisville game. She is the only the fifth goalkeeper in NWSL history to reach that mark. So 400 career saves. That's a lot of saves when somebody. Yeah. Yeah. AD is she. Yeah, she did well in that game. Um, and I'm glad to see her come back. Um, I don't know what the outlook for that position going forward is, but uh, she did really well. And that was a big part of why it was not a blowout loss. Yeah. Yeah. No, for real. I mean, I could have been more. She had save it seven safes on the night, and yeah, big reason it stayed. It stayed like it, the scoreline was closer than what the game actually was, which is two to one. But hey, congrats to AD. I agree. I'm. I'm. Who knows what happens, and we'll she'll see what happens with her with the whole goalkeeping spot for sure. I'm sure it's very competitive between French and Miller. Um, all right, so moving on to other current news that we've seen in the past couple of weeks. Dabinha, like we talked about, was named to Brazil's World Cup roster. Second World Cup for Dabinha. Dabinha was also named to the best 11 for the month of June. This is the second time that she was a part of the NWSL's best 11. And she was named to the best 11 for March, April because of the whole start of the season. So kind of cool. I was reading this morning just about how Brazil is one of those surprise teams that could potentially, you know, make big news for the World Cup. Um, we're so used to Marta carrying that Brazil squad, but she has a lot of support. She has a support cast this year. Um, yeah, pretty strong support cast. So yeah, if the if the U.S. don't win the World Cup, Brazil would be my next one that I would like to. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah, I just Davinia, Caroline, Marta. This being her last tournament. Yeah. I I wouldn't be so sad if that no. happened. Do you remember last World Cup when Brazil went out in the knockout stages and just Brazil, like Marta's talk after? Yes. Ah oh, man, that yeah. that that is a tearjerker for sure. You just the passion in her voice and Marta is like probably one of the best soccer players ever like she's her name is going to be up there in the brazil uh you know icons of of the game for brazil and also for just women's soccer too um especially to inspire a new generation in brazil and stuff um do you know what's kind of crazy about that Mm. you can't buy a marta jersey for this world cup in the u.s what yeah you can get them in Brazil, but they won't ship out of them. Um, Why? I'm like the Brazil Nike site. Yeah. You can't find a Marta or a Dabinha or like, I'm trying to find somewhere to give my money. So if anybody knows, mm-hmm. <laughs> let me know. You, I think you just have to go to Brazil probably. All right. I'll, I'll change my flights. <laughs> yeah. Wait a Do it. Who needs to go to four national parks? Just go to Brazil. Well, you know, we could do both somehow maybe. Yeah. You can do it. When does school start? You got plenty of time. You got plenty of time. You can do August it. August second, not really. <laughs> uh, oh gosh. Uh, okay, so I think we've talked about 
we have talked about, not I think, we definitely have talked about that the current need to sign a new defender. And we've had all these suggestions, but they went to Denmark to get a new player. Um, My hot takes were not correct. (laughs) (laughs) No. Also, um, why do we keep going overseas for players? Like, I don't get it. I get it, but also I'm like, there's so much talent in the NWSL that, what are you doing? Yeah, I was I was surprised. This was not on my radar. So no, no, no. So they signed a Danish national team defender, Stina. I don't know. Help me, Jenna. I'm really bad with it. <laughs> I was waiting for you to finish it. Uh, Stina Balasagar Pedersen. Uh, yeah, there we go. I've just been seeing the first two. Uh, so Stina. Ballisager, I I totally just butchered that. Ballisager, <laughs> there we go. Ballisager, <laughs> that's I've just been seeing those two more so than the Pedersen, which is actually easier to say. But whatever, yeah. Whatever. yeah so we signed her. Welcome to the U.S. after the World Cup. Yeah, that does so much good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. Denmark's. I I hope they do well. I don't have them going super duper far. So maybe by the 18th, she'll be here and uninjured. There you go. Hopefully. Good news. They signed a player that's not injured currently. 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 Which I still need to do that bracket you sent me. I forgot to do it. It's on my list. Come on. I know I'm doing it. Yeah, until Friday. Okay. I do have. Well, Thursday. Doesn't it start on Thursday? Well, yeah, Thursday. That's right. U.S. plays Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. She signed. For a contract through the 2024 season with a 2025 option that would have to be a mutual option. Um, signed her through a transfer from a Norwegian club. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. I'm sorry. Um, and yeah, she's going to join the current following Denmark's run in the World Cup in Australia. So yeah, good signing, Jenna. What do you think? I don't know much about her, to be honest. She's uh, We know they need a defender. She seems like a really um, accomplished player just from um, playing with the national team and, and being Danish female footballer of the year in 2013. And in 2022, she seems to be a solid defender. And yeah, but I don't know. I always, there's this thing that, um, that Europeans tend to struggle a little bit in the U.S. for some reason. I don't know why. But maybe a defender will be different. I don't feel like maybe we've brought over as many European defenders. Uh-uh. I'm hoping it's different. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Right. Um, I haven't seen her play, but she made the national team for the World Cup for a, a country that is competitive. So I feel like that's a good spot to start. Um, I do kind of hope it takes us to a four back um, because it seems like a shame to put her on the bench. And you're not putting ball on the bench. Right. Um, so to have two center backs. And then I think, I really think with the way that our fullbacks play that, I mean, Merrick's really good at getting up the side. Mace is amazing. Um, like, I, I just think with the personnel that we have, a fullback could work. Um, mm-hmm. And give, we've been leaking goals even with amazing goalkeeping. Um, we just need that 
stability. So I hope that's what that means. And I hope her World Cup run is good and selfishly for the KC short. Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah. Uh, that she arrives healthy and ready to go. So I don't know. Uh, that's, um, I guess we'll see. Yeah. I guess we will see. Yeah. Wait and see. Wait and see. So, yeah. We will see. We will see how that turns out. We won't know until August, maybe. I don't know how good Dan- Denmark is. Um, all right. So, current little, we're going to put a little curtain stuff on the side. Um, World Cup. The Women's World Cup starts this week, starts this Thursday. The U.S. national team opens this Friday versus Vietnam, 7 p.m. Central time. I'm so glad games are a little bit more reasonable than the little Tokyo Olympics. I I think I tried to get up for some of those games, and it did not happen whatsoever. There will um, be one game, one of these group stage, the last one. The last group stage game is going to be like a 2 a.m. game. Oh, yeah. And if Vlatko parks the bus again at 2 a.m. U.S. time, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> What? Okay, so Vietnam first, and then who's next? I gotta look. Uh, Vietnam, Netherlands, uh, and then Portugal. The Portugal game is the two a.m. one. That's right, two a.m. one. Eek, eek. Um, all right. So that's that. Mm-hmm. I, Jenna, what do you think? Jen, is the U.S. gonna win the World Cup? I think that they have the personnel to do so. I really hope that these group stage games give them the time to get the cohesiveness. Um, I also really hope that Huynh Williams and Trinity Rodman and Sophia Smith see the field together because Mm -hmm. I think those three strikers would be amazing. Um, The back line is going to be a little bit of a question because they're young, but I... I think Naomi Gurma and Alana Cook will be able to handle it. Um, Sullivan continues to do better every game. So that I, I think they'll start Ertz um, or mm-hmm. at least maybe rotate, rotate them a little bit more. But I think that should allow Ertz to be able to stay in good physical condition for the moments that we really need her. Um, so I, I think they can do it. I think they can get it done. I think yeah. it's going to be a lot more challenging, um, which, I mean, could make it a lot more exciting. So mm-hmm. I'm here mm-hmm. for that. Um, so we'll see. We'll yeah. See we'll see what happens. Yeah, I actually um, did a little World Cup thing this morning, like a media type thing, video. I don't know. What, um, anyway, I'll retweet it when it comes out, but. I talked about the women's national team and yeah, I mean, anything short of a win winning the world cup trophy is going to be eek for the U S team. But I think England has closed the gap. Um, Germany, like I, I think once they get to those bigger names in the knockout stages, it's going to be a lot tougher for this team because it is a very young team. So um, I don't know. Should be interesting. Yeah. I did go I, through the bracket stuff and did look to see that they end up on the opposite side from Brazil. So <laughs> that gave me a little bit more um, 
comfort just because I think that Brazil, I don't know, I think they're they're going to have challenges from a lot of teams, but for sure. Brazil's playing style I think is the hardest for us to match with the quality that they have now. So, for, yeah. For sure. Um and there's always Sweden which tends to be a thorn. The Swedes like don't do that. Yeah, the Swedes are tough. Yeah. I I'm hopeful we'll be able to break them down, but yeah, they <laughs> Why haven't we nabbed any Swedish defenders? Because, well, I guess we did. They're just not, um, she's still injured. So, yep. well, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, World Cup starts this. I'm excited for it. It's, I think it's going to be good. There's. I've seen a lot of hype or, already, I think, from major like news and everything. And super exciting. Um, it's Megan Rapino's last. Yeah. So, that was some news. Megan Rapino is retiring. Huh. After the World Cup, I feel like some people were like getting a little confused. But... Wait, I thought it was well like after after, after the season, after okay, the yeah. like NWSL season. But yeah. this will be her last World Cup, right? Right. Which she's definitely going to have a whole different role with the national team this World Cup. Not she was big in the 2019 World Cup in France, but more of a diminished role this time around. But definitely her leadership is what's going to be so important and um her coming off the bench and no one does set pieces like megan rapino that's for sure um all right so yeah excited to catch the world cup that starts u.s opens this friday versus vietnam 7 p.m which if they lose that game something is very wrong um no offense, <laughs> no offense to vietnam but um no. yeah no yeah yeah um, all right, so to wrap up here with our um, monthly <laughs> episode of the Teal, we have um, – there's a game. So next three games for the current are all Challenge Cup games. They seem to be doing pretty well in Challenge Cup play, um, and that's significant. They get some money for that. For, for that. So it's okay. Even if they don't succeed in the 2023 season, the Challenge Cup may be the highlight of this year. And they play this Sunday at Children's Mercy Park at 10 p.m. against Houston, against the Houston Dash, who always tends to be a little, you know, tough and feisty. physical. <laughs> yeah, feisty. Yeah. Um, it's they like are the... missing uh, quite a few Canadians, yeah. though. So. That's true. That's true. So everyone's missing players right now. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it makes sense to, you know, halt the season and then do the – and the challenge cup so smart in a way but also i don't know we shall see so yeah what other news oh i meant to add other news desiree scott was did not make the final roster for canada's national team i just just from what she posted on um twitter and it was over the weekend so i definitely missed it usually on the weekends i'm not like you know always scrolling or stuff but yeah That's so healthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, she says she will not be a part of the World Cup some World Cup this summer, despite every effort and final push in my rehab process to make it so. I was hopeful to make it back in time, but sometimes the story just doesn't get written how you'd want to. Um, this team has my heart and are my family and deserve the best version of Desiree Scott. Missing this tournament will be one of the hardest things I've had to do. But if my rehab process has taught me anything, it's that I still love this game so much and nothing worth having comes easy. 
I'll continue to put in the work to get back to being the destroyer we all know. I'm so grateful for all the support surrounding me to get me back out on the pitch again soon. Until then, I'll be the biggest hype woman cheering so freaking loud as this group begins their World Cup journey. So, um, yeah, that's that's a big, big loss for Canada for sure. But not doesn't seem like, you know, quite ready to return to international play. But well, shoot, it'll I maybe that's the next question that we can ask. I believe the current are having immediate availability this um this week and that would be a question to definitely ask oh tomorrow is will does when does desiree scott get back to the current that would be a huge huge addition back to the current midfield to have with you know all the missing players right now so yeah even that is terrible for her to not be able to make that squad but Hopefully, the fact that she had the chance to means that she'll be back for the current sooner rather than later. Because um, we could definitely use her in this last push. For sure, um, for sure. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, she gets it back. Um, and then, of course, there's um, what else is happening. There's world parties. Watch <laughs> watch parties happening. <laughs> um, there is, uh, yeah, at the power the power line district and tickets are free but it's all first come first serve basis so um yeah i believe the current and sporting kc are hosting that at the power and light district viewing area thingy um but yeah jenna anything else for this episode as you head off into the wilderness again i love the wilderness um i think well i'll I'll mention it because it's a women's soccer podcast and i feel like if we don't mention this then we're missing a huge group of people but um, i don't know if you saw it today kristen press posted an update on her um rehab stuff obviously she did not make it to the world cup or back in time for the world cup but um she is on the sam mewis train unfortunately and has to have a fourth Mm. surgery on her acl so um she had posted just a statement of how she's doing with rehab which was a really raw and um I appreciate her vulnerability in that statement of just how hard these road to recovery is. And I think, I mean, in light of the current and the injury stuff, I think it puts the um, human aspect back into the game at the forefront of these players are going through highs and lows and they are giving their all to something they love. And even though the seasons and, the returns to play aren't going the way that we would love to see it. Um, they are fighting hard battles and uh, doing their best to to take care of themselves and get to where they need to. So wishing the best to her and all of the players on any injury list ever anywhere that mm-hmm. um, are trying to get themselves back into the game and uh, to do that. So really good warriors, good models to look after. Um, as we face stuff so yeah yeah, there's that bit of news yeah that that that's that's tough um four surgeries that's a lot and i'm sure as you get closer to thinking you're coming back it's like oh no another setback so yeah we wish chris and press the best and sam us and all these players to be able to get back to playing the game they love and so yeah Mm. 
but yeah other than that i think that's all we have for the for the to thanks for listening thanks for being patient with us as we get these episodes um recorded and sent out um we have not forgotten you know just life happens and so that's okay we're summering as jenna would say (laughs) you gotta live up the summer yeah that's good we're just summering but yeah thanks for listening take care we will catch you on the next episode